This podcast is sponsored by Track Hospitality Software. Track by Travelnet Solutions offers a portfolio of innovative software from CRM vacation rental property management software to Cloud Contact Center. With integrated software and revenue maximizing solutions, Travelnet Solutions is transforming how hospitality works. Welcome. We are back. VRMA Arrival Podcast. My name is Mike Copps. I am the Executive Director of the Vacation Rental Management Association, headquartered right here in beautiful Washington, D.C. I am also your host for this podcast. Thank you to our friends at Track for sponsoring. Thank you all for listening. And thank you to the over 2,000 of you who came to our recent international conference in New Orleans. Unbelievable record attendance, outstanding event. There's a lot to unpack there. So uh, if you went or even if you didn't, go to arrival.vrma.org to read a recap of recaps of sorts that I just put together for that event. The conference is getting big and there's a lot of coverage out there from not just the press, but from our supplier attendees and other member attendees that give some great different perspectives and context and opinions on the event. So go check that out. It's a good place to catch up on everything you missed if you weren't there. And even if you were there, you probably missed some stuff because there was a lot going on, but tons of education, tons of networking. And uh, we're going to keep bringing that your way. Uh, VRMA is getting ready for an amazing 2020. We have more events. We have more education, much more to come. There's a lot going on with the association. There's a ton going on in the industry. And one company that's taken up a lot of the headlines is Vacasa. And that is today's guest, Bob Milne, COO of Vacasa. Bob's a true industry expert. He is on the VRMA board of directors, so I have the good fortune of working closely with him. He brings a ton of knowledge and experience to our discussions and decisions, the strategic direction of the organization. And we talk about that. We talk about where VRMA is heading and his thoughts and opinions on that. But the main focus of this podcast is Vacasa and those headlines I was just talking about. We're talking about acquisitions, their proprietary software and technology and how that relates to their growth, a potential for IPO down the road, and so much more. There's a, a lot to, to discuss here and, and we dive into all of it. I really think you're going to enjoy this one. So one quick note before we jump into this, a quick glossary item of sorts Bob mentions the term Smith Buckland a few times in here when he's talking about VRMA staff. Smith Buckland is an association management company that manages VRMA. So similar to how, let's say, a property management company manages 80 properties for homeowners and guests, Smith Buckland manages about 80 associations for board members and the members of those groups. I myself am 100% on VRMA dedicated to this association. And Smith Buckland really helps drive the day-to-day operations and execute our events and everything else that you see and that's behind the scenes too. So they're really the management partner of VRMA. So I just wanted to give you some context there because you're going to hear it come up a couple of times. Other than that, I think everything else in here is pretty self-explanatory and straightforward. So let's dive right in. Here's my interview with Bob. Hope you enjoy it. 
All right. VRMA Arrival Podcast. Welcome, listeners, and welcome to our distinguished guest today, the one and only Bob Milne, COO of Vacasa. Bob, welcome. Thanks, Mike. Good to be here. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me a little bit today. I appreciate it. Oh, of course. Anytime. We're, we're thrilled to have you. Appreciate you making the time for this. And uh, yeah, let's just jump right into it. So, I would imagine that most of the listeners know about you and Vacasa, but for those, for the uninitiated, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background and how you got where you are today? Um, sure. So I, I think like a lot of us in this industry, you know, we've all, we've all got some stories and certainly, you know, I've been in the industry for just about 30 years. I, I started out uh, with a small vacation rental company in uh, Steamboat Springs, Colorado, was fortunate enough to have a great team and grew that business to about a thousand um, vacation rentals and then uh, decided that maybe it was time to be part of something a little bit bigger and had an opportunity to um, to sell to to Wyndham so I sold the business to Wyndham went and joined uh, the Wyndham team Wyndham uh, vacation rentals team and uh, built that business uh, and was there for about a little over three years and then decided to do a little bit of consulting and then um, I've known Eric for a while and uh, he uh, and I decided maybe it was time to join his his firm so I was lucky enough to to, to get in touch with him and um, been working with Eric here for two and a half years as the COO and been been loving it it's been great I've been very fortunate to have a, a great career path I've had a little bit of everything Mike you know I mean you know I've been on this is my second stint on the board um, started out with you know a small company in Steamboat Springs grew it, got to, got to work with, uh, with Wyndham Vacation Rentals on the public side of things, so experienced that. And now um, back working with Eric, it's fun to be part of a really exciting uh, company and, and someone with uh, Eric's vision, so I'm enjoying it. That, that is outstanding. So you're clearly no stranger to growth. You're no stranger to the industry. You've been around. You mentioned uh, being on the board multiple times. You're currently serving as a VRM representative on the VRMA Board of Directors, so thank you for volunteering your time and helping to drive the association forward. I'm, I'm curious about that since you were on before. Well, first of all, how has the experience been this time and how does it compare to the last time you were there, the, the culture of the association and the industry? You know, I mean, I think, you know, it was it was nice to, um, you know, we had the, the recognition at the last um, VRMA International Conference of um, the Pedro Mandoki Award. And, and certainly we all remember what VRMA was like when uh, when Pedro was first getting things going, and you know it was like anything. We were at the beginning stages of uh, of the industry and of an organization, and certainly my first in on the board. We we had some we had some challenges. We had some um, some some issues that we needed to deal with, and and I think one of the things that I'll give the board credit for was you know the change to Smith Buckland and to having you and your team. Um, we again, just like just like the whole industry, it brought a whole another degree of professionalism, which is where we're all going. I mean, we all know that this industry isn't the same as what it was, you know, ten years ago, let alone thirty. So having Smith Buckland and and the your team, the the, the leadership that we have there, I think you know, without a doubt, across the board. Um, you would hear all of the members say that that's something that's been a positive. So, I mean, I remember the days fondly. We had some interesting meetings, some lively debates, some lively discussions, and uh, I won't, I'll spare the listeners with some of the, um, some of the, uh, the history there, but, but I really am enjoying what, what your, your team's doing, and I think the leadership that we have and where this industry is going. 
That's great. Well, thank you for the praise. I swear I wasn't fishing for compliments there, but I'll, I'll take them. So thank yeah, you for, for those people that they, I could get into some of the dirty laundry, but we'll spare everyone that. But yeah, suffice to say, it's been good having you and your team. Excellent. Much appreciated. So you mentioned the leadership shift here, the, you know, the leadership change at Vacasa with you coming in as COO, you said two and a half years ago. So you know, from the outside, that's a very prestigious and, and prominent position, no question. And obviously, you've been incredibly busy with all the, the news recently. But just curious on kind of like a day-to-day, right? Like, what does your role as COO of Vacasa look like? I mean, I think in every company, the COO plays and means a different, a different thing. I mean, I think what Eric really, you know, um, saw in terms of my skill set was you know, understanding actually the operational side of the business and what that means as you try to be scalable. And that's really been my background is just really, you know, I I am really into the, into the operations. I mean, I think we have over 5,000 employees right now. And you think about it, I mean, we're, we're a local business just like anybody else. And so I really look at my day-to-day job as making sure that, you know, the teams are working all in unison to the best they can to be able to deliver the services to our owners, our guests, and to, to our employees. I mean, it's no real, I mean, it's not that different from a smaller company. I mean, it's just, it's, it's at a larger scale, of course, but, but my role is to make sure that operationally we're doing all the things that you need to do. I mean, it's still, Mike, I mean, it's still, let's face it, it's still, it's still cleaning the rooms. It's still making sure that the guests are taken care of. It's making sure that the owner's questions are answered, making sure that we're taking care of the inventory and the, and the homes. And so, that's really my, my role here is to make sure that the teams in the field have the tools that they need to deliver the services and the team centrally here are doing what they need to do to be able to give the teams in the field the support. So um, that's really how I look at myself and that's globally. I mean, we, as you know, we, um, we, we, we're, we're managing in uh, 18 uh, other countries besides the U.S. as well. So um, it, my role as the COO is a global, global position, and it's um, something that I take a lot of, I'm very passionate about, as I think you know, and it's something that I take a great deal of pride in. Yeah, so I, I absolutely know that and have a ton of respect for that as well. And you, you mentioned 18 other countries and all the teams in the field, and I th- think a lot of my questioning is actually going to tie to that and that scale and the growth and, and how you manage that in this role because you know your days recently have been incredibly busy of course Vicas has been all over the news for for various reasons and I'd really want to dive into a few of those today and for you already mentioned one of them it's the Wyndham Vacation Rentals acquisition so you know aside from the the inventory that that comes with that what was the driving force behind those conversations and that decision I mean, I think a lot of it is, you know, they're, first of all, you know, that Wyndham Vacation Rentals is a business I knew very well. I was fortunate enough to to run that business for a little over three years. And um, I think that the thing that for me was, 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 was nice about this is you, it was an opportunity to take two really good companies and, and bring them together. I mean, the industry, as you know, is fragmented and you've got two, two companies that are, that are um, very similar in a lot of respects. And, and I just felt, you know, along with, um, with Eric, that this would be a, a good opportunity to kind of join forces and, and the acquisition worked out um, and, and we were able to get it done. I mean, that being said, there's also, you know, the, their footprint and our footprint in a lot of markets, very, very similar. They also, again, they complement us. There's, I mean, Wyndham um, Vacation Rentals, their, their 
Uh, operational excellence, I think, is something that, you know, that we've always acknowledged. And as a competitor, we've always acknowledged. And it's something that, again, I felt I had a, a, a stake in, in, in developing. But the one thing that they also bring to the table is their, their excellence in HOA management. And that's the resort side of things. And as you know, I think Eric started the business with one home. I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that Eric started the business with, with one home. <laughs> that's and, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, and, and he grew it and he grew it, you know, primarily organically and primarily one home at a time. And it wasn't through the HOA and the resort business. And so then part of, I think, the, 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 the attraction when Eric and I were talking about coming to work for Vacasa for was that, you know, I had that. That was in my DNA. My, when I started my business in Colorado, it was primarily through the HOA, um, the, the HOA platform. And then now that we've been, I've been at Vacasa, we started that and we, we actually had an, uh, an HOA platform uh, rolled out. But then when we had the opportunity to look at the, the Wyndham Vacation Rentals acquisition, we said, okay, they, they've got 140, I think, um, uh, HOAs. And that combined with our 19 gave us a, a good footprint. So there were, there were a lot of things. There were the people. I mean, they have, as, as I think you know, you know the, the, the team at Wyndham is just unbelievable. Great, great group of people, passionate, dedicated. So a lot, of, a lot of things, you know, you hate to use that word synergies, but I mean, I think there was a lot of things that, that aligned about this that got both not only Eric, our board, myself, and on both sides of the table, the Wyndham team excited as well. So um, yeah. Yeah. So I was curious about that HOA management piece. I'm glad you brought it up. So you mentioned teams in the field. Obviously, there's nuance and differences between HOA management and prop and vacation rental management, as well as Vacasa getting involved more on the, the realty side as well. So the teams in the field are diversifying by core competency a little bit. So tell me a little bit about that and kind of the longer term plans and how you see that scaling. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think that, you know, the longer term plans, um, it, you know, as it relates to uh, any particular market, I mean, the way that we look at things is that there's the individual homeowner market and then there's the HOA market. And I, I think that the two, the two do intersect. They're not exactly the same, but they two, they both intersect. And so in some markets, you're able to be um, efficient in the sense that, you have team members that are able to provide services to the HOA as well as the individual homeowners. And then there's other markets where that, that just doesn't apply. So I think by having the Wyndham footprint, that certainly gives us um, an area where we can expand in, in that regard. As far as like the, the scalability, I think one of the things that I, I find um, very, very challenging and rewarding is that by growing, you know, I mean, everyone talks about the growth in terms of number of units and, 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 and the size of the business. But think about it, that's really what gives people the opportunity to grow professionally as well. So one of the things that I think is really um, rewarding for, for, for Vacasa, for me, for the executive team here is that, I mean, we're able to provide so many opportunities for employees. I mean, you know, we, we have instances where a general manager has been with us for a little over a year and because of our expand, expansion, they've become a senior general manager and a regional director. So. I think that's a side of the business that I think is exciting and one that I, I, I think a lot of people tend to overlook is the opportunity that this creates for employee advancement and professionalism. That is, that's very cool. Uh, so uh, employee wise, what's the total headcount for Vacasa right now? I've read it in an article recently, but. 
I mean, I mean, I think that the you know the exact number is because with the with the Wyndham acquisition, you know, I'm a little bit uh, I'm a little bit uncertain for an exact number. We're over five thousand. We're over five thousand. Five thousand. Wow. Okay, that is impressive. So, you know, with all these moving parts and teams and individuals, all these growth opportunities that that you guys are providing, it's you know it's absolutely exciting. And I know that there's a ton of thought and efforts that you guys put into your acquisition efforts to ensure quality companies, quality inventory that's coming in under the Vacasa name and brand. So, you know, we've been talking about this uh, Wyndham vacation rental acquisition of 9,000 properties. What's the difference that goes into uh, acquiring a company with, uh, you know, a hundred properties versus, versus what you just went through with, with Wyndham vacation rentals, like what's the amount of time involved in those respective processes from the initial exploration and conversations to finalizing the deal? I mean, a good, good question. So, I mean, I think I'll go back to, to my Wyndham, my Wyndham vacation rental days. I mean, we, I think when I was with um, Wyndham, we did, we did six acquisitions and they were, they were all, you know, significantly um, very, you know, large acquisitions. And I think that, when you do those large acquisitions and you don't do them as frequently, I mean, you have, you learn a, a separate skill or a uh, different skill set. What Eric's team has been able prior to me getting here and, and, and just the, I think that with me being here has, um, you know, has, has helped us uh, along a little bit is that I mean, last year we did 52 acquisitions in that, again, in that, what we call in that range, you know, 40 to a hundred, although there was, we, we did do some that were in the 400 range, but, um, Zach Monahan, who leads, our, who's our vice president of um, uh, acquisitions and integration, Zach's amazing, and his team is really amazing because you know they, that's all they do is the acquisitions and integration. They're able to really focus in on that. So we have a, a, an entire team that is devoted to each single acquisition. So it doesn't just burden the team that's on the operator, the ops team that's on the ground. Do they assist? course but you know what it's like when you're trying to do an integration and you've still got you know your own you've got to service your owners your guests and you're taking care of your employees and oh there's an acquisition and integration to do that becomes a little bit um, stressful for the team so what Zach and his group have done is that they actually alleviate that component which is why we're able to do it I mean 52 acquisitions last year successful integrations I mean you couldn't do that unless you had a, a you know a, a really good um, level of expertise and excellence so that's that's the formula Mike I mean it's not a, anything real secret it's basically saying look we're going to do an acquisition we've got a team of people that know how to integrate they, 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 they work with the local team on the ground and we get them we get them cut over to our system we generally try to do it in 30 days or less and certainly some of the bigger ones that may go out a little bit, but um, now certainly with, with Wyndham um, vacation rentals, I, we're not going to be able to get, you know, 9,400 units cut over to our system in 30 days. But I will tell you this, I just got back from the field and was out um, meeting with the teams. I was in um, Charleston. I was in Northwest Florida. I was in Vail, Colorado, and we're already making great progress in a lot of these markets. So I'm excited about how things are going. I, I would anticipate that this process with the window vacation rental um, acquisition integration could take anywhere between nine months and a year. Mm -hmm. Okay, less than 30 days. And, 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 and well, but let me tell you, I mean, a lot of that also, again, we're smart. 
we've been doing this a long time, you get it. Everyone that's listening gets it. I mean, a lot of it's seasonality too. I mean, we're absolutely, you know, we're right in the, heading right into the ski season here. So I think doing an integration from one system to another, we, we, we're going to try to make sure that we don't do that during the seasonality. So we're trying to time this so that we're ready to go in the summer markets, but some of these winter markets, even though potentially we could do it, we're also, you know, pretty conscious of what that does to the teams, to our owners and to our guests as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you have to be that thoughtful when you're looking at averaging one per week. Yeah. And then trying to do it in that time frame. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, and I think I think look, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the integrations, if you if you do them, you know, in a methodical by the book way, there's always, you know, there's always a much greater chance of success, but there's always going to be some hiccups. And that's why we've got a team that just kind of that's all they're devoted to. So it it seems to it seems to be a good formula. Absolutely. So Let's talk a little bit about that integration because a, a key component of that and one of the real core competencies of what Vecasa brings to the table is your proprietary software that you, you build on your own and gives you a unique opportunity and approach. And I would imagine once you've you know, gone through a number of those acquisitions, you start to you know, recognize efficiencies and that becomes a better, more seamless process as you get more comfortable with the software, et cetera. And with that software being so key to your success, my question is around, is that something that it's, it's currently in-house? Do you intend to solely keep it in-house? Is there an opportunity down the road to possibly make it available to others or to third parties? Um, well, first of all, yeah, let me, let me just talk a little bit about, about, about the technology because I get that question a lot, whether it's at, you know, the, the VRMA board meetings or at the conferences or or internationally. I mean, the thing that I think has been um, was 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 a visionary um, founder's um, prerogative here was to say, okay, I'm going to start a business that's based off of you know software and technology. I mean, there's no secret that Eric's got a background in that. He understands it, and and that was part of you know his philosophy and how we would make a company scalable. And I wasn't here for the for the beginning of, of the the first part of the company, but I can tell you this: having been here for two and a half years, um, and it's not something that I mean. When I was at Wyndham Vacation Rentals, I mean, we we were actually starting to develop our own proprietary software. So I think that that it's no secret that if you're going to kind of whether whatever industry you're in, if you can have your own your own software, your own platform, that can certainly provide a lot of opportunities, scalability. You know, being able to you know. Um, pivot when you need to, uh, providing um, new product and making sure that you're on the cutting edge, all those things, you know, if you can do it and pull it off or to your advantage. And I think, you know, we've got an incredible um, CTO, Tim Goodwin. And Tim, Tim comes from, I think his background was with Biserve. And he really understands, you know, he understands two things. He understands, you know, scalability. He understands that technology should be there to drive the business and not vice versa. And he also understands that, look, not every single situation um, with software is going to be your proprietary software. I mean, we, we had our own software driving our phone system. And I know, I know that was one of the things when Tim got here, we kind of evaluated and, and you know, we're using a, a third party to, 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 to um, power our phone system. So we understand that there's, there's value in looking at other, other opportunities. But at the same time, I will tell you, we just did the cutover for our international business. So our, now we've, we're running the same Vacasa um, platform internationally as we are domestically. It's one system. Mm. 
I can tell you from my standpoint as the COO and, and, and run the operations, I can't tell you how refreshing it is to be able to have a phone call with my country managers in South America, in Europe, in Central, in Central America, in South Africa, in Mexico, and, and, and then domestically and have them all be on the same system going, okay, so this is how we're going to do this type, of, this type of ticket or this is how we're going to you know, operationalize this, um, this process and everybody be able to say, you know, be talking from the same um, language. In incredibly powerful, Mike. I mean, incredible. Okay. You're basically, so, you're setting standards just kind of internally. Exactly. And, 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 then, and then, I mean, the other thing that's really, that's really you know, I mean, um, Scott Brion, who runs our, all of our revenue and, an, and analytics, I mean, Scott, Scott's um, team is able to then, you know, think about it. So they're able to, using the same platform, be able to run their same algorithms for, um, for revenue management, whether that's on a, on a villa in France or, you know, on a, um, on a uh, 10-bedroom home in Tennessee. So, I mean, we're able to, to, to do all these things that, you know, without that, I think it would be very, very challenging. And I think, I mean, look, it's no secret that, that, that um, the V12 um, software from, that, that, that um, HomeAway um, owns and was, and was operating is, is, is sunsetting. So they're, they're kind of moving, I think, more towards the Escapia platform. So, I mean, Wyndham was at this point where they were going to have to do something anyway. So, Again, early days, early days, but the, the, um, the excitement and the feedback that we've gotten from the teams at Wyndham is that they are just, they're totally impressed with our software and our platform. It's not surprising. So you mentioned the revenue management, so that's a, a good example. Is that it's something you obviously use exclusively internally right now, I would imagine. Is that something you would ever envision making available to those who aren't under the Vacasa umbrella, or is it something you plan to keep proprietary no i mean i look i think that you know you've heard me describe describe eric and i think everyone that knows him I mean, eric's always looking to the future he's always trying to get you know making sure that he's you know he's one or two steps kind of where where we're going to be he, he's talked about hey you know is this an opportunity for us at some point to to look at some type of marketing and booking or some kind of you know opportunity or partnerships with with other with other um companies and i, I think that that's something that certainly as an executive team, you know, we're, we're going to have the opportunity to talk more seriously about. Absolutely. That's okay. So you don't have to elaborate too much on this. This is just an assumption on my end. That's pretty obvious is that if you're acquiring, let's say 52 companies and all of them are using a different blend of technology stack of some sort, you're looking at a lot of companies and products and services that are out there. I mean, we have 120 plus companies, in our exhibit hall, a lot of those are data and technology companies that our members use. So you guys get to kind of see those systems inside and out during those acquisition processes and have those conversations and see what's working and what's not. And, you know, kind of A-B test your own stuff, right? And, and use those lessons. It's kind of like an ongoing qualitative and quantitative focus group um, week after week. I mean, that's how I would envision it. It's just a way to make your software better and more efficient to meet the needs of the end user. Is that, is that a conversation that takes place or am I off base? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does. And, and look, there's a lot, there is, there's a lot of great software out there and there's a lot of things um, that some of the software that uh, that's out there that, that, that um, is perfect for the size of the businesses that it's, that it's running. 
Um, no question about it. So this isn't about, you know, one is necessarily better than the other, but I think that where I see the advantages of having our own software and, and trying to do what we're trying to do is, is being scalable. And then also, as I keep pointing out, I mean, we're, we're a local, locally you know, run business. So the teams in the field, it really helps the teams in the field because they can all focus on what they need to do, but behind the scenes centrally, we're all on the same platform. So if there's something that, you know, that, that isn't working or whatever, we can fix it right away. If there's an idea that comes out of the field that we want to try to you know, um, develop a product around, we can do that. But it really allows the teams in the field to operate without worrying about the software at all, to you know, do what they're supposed to do from an operational standpoint. So I think there's room for both, for sure. Okay, oh, that's such an advantage for you guys. That's great. So have you ever acquired a tech company or considered doing so, or is it just too hard to, to scale that to the breadth of the operations that you have right now? I mean, I, I wouldn't say that we, cause I haven't been here for the entire course of, of the, of the, um, of the, Vacasa's history here. But I, I, as far as I know, we have not bought any, any technology. I mean, I know that, you know, Eric and, and Tim, I mean, we have, you know, a large engineering team that we have both, you know, domestically as well as globally. And so I'm not aware of any technology companies that Eric's acquired. I mean, believe it or not, he, he's, he's built a lot of this stuff, you know, um, from the ground up himself. And then, of course, with the help of others. But um, this has been something that, you know, he, I think, early days realized that if I'm going to get this company to be scalable, it's something that was part of it. So, and it's in our DNA. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of fun. I mean, when you're here um, at the central office, I mean, there's just always a buzz because everybody's working on something new and different. And it's kind of, you know, whether it's, you know, a product, whether it's rolling out our, our guest app or rolling out our housekeeping app or a modification to the scheduler or a modification to the ticket system. I mean, all those things are, it's, you know, it's happening right here in the, and, and, and people are, people are jazzed about it. So, um, it's, it's good. I mean, That's just, great. you know, you think, you think about, you know, talk about a day in the life. I mean, my weekly operations call has, you know, it's a, it's a big, it's a big call and it has all the leaders from all the different markets, from the product team, from the tech team, the revenue management team, and you got all the decision makers in the room and all the people that are dealing with everything that's going on in the field. And it's a great opportunity for people to kind of say, Hey, here's an idea and, and be able to say, okay, let's, let's see if that, that works for the business. I mean, just rolling out our, our, our guest app was so fun to see um, the, the, the results in that and how people were using it. And it's just been, it's been, um, again, it's, it's kind of fun to have that, you know, in your, in your backyard and something that we, that we can control and kind of, you know, um, hold our destiny to. Oh yeah. I bet that builds and creates just an outstanding company culture and energy. It sounds almost like a Silicon Valley type of company with all the, the various uh, projects and programs going on there. You know, I mean, I've heard people, you know, people call, say, oh, Vacasa, they're a startup. And I guess I don't know, I don't know the def definition of startup, you know, whether it's one, one year, you know, interestingly enough, November, 10 years ago, Eric started the business. So, um, you know, one, I think one you're home, past startup phase now. You, you know, I, exactly. I mean, I think with the funding, we're past the startup phase, but I'll tell you the energy that's still here is is pretty amazing and i think a lot of it is just because you know when you think about our growth um you know 70 percent of our growth comes from organic 30 percent comes from from um uh, acquisitions on any given year i mean that could fluctuate a tiny bit but that's pretty much the 
the, um, the, the, the historical here. And when you have that kind of, that kind of growth, it just creates a lot of, a lot of energy. It really does. So, so let's talk about that growth and how it relates to the software and kind of tie all this together. Cause one of the reasons I was asking some of those questions is that to drive all this growth is Vacas has taken on uh, quite a bit of funding. And that's kind of the other big news recently is some of their recent investments that brought the reported total to 526.5 million in private equity funding and a valuation of over a billion dollars, which congratulations on that, by the way. And Eric, you mentioned Eric Brion, founder and CEO, you know, he's been saying that part of that funding is going towards tech investments to help you continue to scale. So this kind of ties back to the question of in-house and outside tech and next steps there. Is there anything specific you're willing to share about those tech investments? I mean, one of the, one of the things that um, I, I'll, I'll just say before I get to that is, um, you know, from a tech standpoint and the investment, what, what I think to me really is, is good is that we invest in the tech that's going to be able to allow us to continue to, to continue to grow, but also to allow the teams in the field to do what they do best. So, I mean, some of the, one of the things that, you know, is, is, um, that, that comes to mind is our, is our investment into real estate now. So, I mean, we're, we're starting to get into the, to the real estate side of the business and some of the investment that, that the money that came in is going to fund some of the, some of those, um, those, the, the tech necessary to kind of drive that, drive that business and take that to the next level. Um, but also again, I mean, we're, we're, we're thinking ahead. We're thinking into the future about what it, what is the next thing that's going to drive this business and take it, take it forward. But the thing that I really like about, about Eric's vision, the, the, the even our, our, our board and, and our, and Tim, our CTO is that, is that let's not just develop tech for the sake of saying that it's tech. Let's develop tech that's going to allow our teams in the field to really deliver the services and to provide, you know, the return for our owners. And so that's really what I, I think excites me about this is it's not just like, oh, let's just, you know, get more computers. It's, it's let's really kind of develop the technology that's going to get us to where we need to go. Real estate's a, a great example of that. That real estate piece is really interesting. You know, obviously strategically that makes a lot of sense if you're in that, field and then you're selling homes or ideally second homes and can say, Hey, I got an, an idea for a great management company who can help manage that property for you. Um, is there anything longer term you'd be willing to share about the, the real estate side of things? I mean, I mean, look, I mean, I, I think that we see that there's, as you, as you nailed it, I mean, this is a, a, a gap that I think is, um, hasn't been filled. And quite honestly, as you, as, as I think all of us look back, we go, gee whiz, why didn't I think of that? Um, because y you know, you think that the real estate, if you go back even on and still some of the markets today, as you know, um, some of the markets today, real estate is real estate agents, real estate offices. They're the ones that are doing the vacation rentals. I mean, they're the ones that actually even started. I mean, if you look at, um, you know, on the East coast, a lot of those markets, they're, they're real estate companies that, you know, oh, by the way, decided, hey, over the last, you know, 15, 20 years, oh, by the way, I've got a client that wants to rent the home. So the, the, the two businesses have run kind of under the radar next to each other. And I think, again, another great example of, of Vacasa taking advantage of a, of a gap and filling it. And so I think Eric's made it very clear that, that there is great opportunity here for real estate 
um, to fill the you know the property management side of things in terms of keeping clients but there's also the opportunity to be a service to our owners that are looking for another investment so being able to call up and say hey you know what I'm one of your clients um, on the Oregon coast and I'm looking for inventory I'd like to have another home whether that that could be in Costa Rica that could be in France that could be in you know Killington Vermont and so I think that there's a great opportunity and we're seeing that. I mean, we're seeing a lot of demand now for, for um, owners that want to invest that we, they, that are happy with Vacasa and they're certainly going, Hey, where else could we invest? There's also the component that we're seeing more and more of is that, that, that person that says, you know what, I want to buy four or five vacation rental homes. And so we're starting to see that there's opportunity there as well. So I think there's, there's opportunity for the real estate, not only in the, property management side, but I think there's opportunity for us on the buy sell as well. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, they have kind of run concurrently. I mean, there are quite a few states where you have to be a licensed realtor to even manage vacation rental properties. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's, it, like I say, it's one of those situations where you're sitting around um, the coffee pot and you say, gee, I wish I would have thought of that 15 years ago. You know, and the reality is nobody, nobody has. I mean, I, I was just in, um, in, out, in, out in the field, as I told you, and I was amazed at how many um, owners that I, you know, know still from the, the, the wind of vacation rental days that have said to me, oh, and I heard you guys are into real estate. You know, I'm actually looking for something um, in some of the markets that you manage. Can you tell me a little bit about that? So there's, there's definitely interest there. Very interesting. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to, to tracking the progress there. So speaking of tracking things, uh, another big piece of news also related uh, somewhat to funding. In the press recently, Eric Brian has been pretty open and vocal about uh, IPO, initial public offering, coming at some point in the future. And you've clearly been making moves operationally and staff-wise and even board-wise to position Vacasa for this next step, which sounds like, just anecdotally, it's about 18 months away. Um, so now that you're a part of really making this happen, um, kind of from the ground floor, what does the, the preparation look like? I know you've worked for a public company before, but what does the preparation look like for taking a company public? Um, good, good question. I mean, I think there's a couple of things here. I mean, um, one of the things that, that, that I, again, Eric does a very nice job in is, is, is making sure that he has the, the, the right talent and the right people um, and, and we just, um, we recently uh, hired a uh, new CFO, um, Jim Gruby, who's, um, he, he was with, uh, with Chewy and, and took Chewy public. So he understands kind of what it takes to, to, to get prepared for that step, if that's what we want to do. But I'll, I'll be honest with you in the sense of, you know, from my, my perspective, my role here is to make sure that, that, that we're ready, that we've got the foundation, that we've got the, 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 the discipline, we've got the processes in place, that, we, you know, that we're doing what we need to do in order to, to be successful from an from a, um, operational and financial standpoint. So, I mean, if that, if that happens, I think that, you know, it's something that we'd all be excited about. But at the same time, the way I look at things is that you know, we all know, I mean, you, you, know, you, you plan for something and, an, and another opportunity or another door opens. So 
to say that it's just an IPO, I think is probably not accurate to say that um, we need to be, you know, prepared for that. If, if it comes, if that opportunity presents itself, absolutely. And I think having someone like a, like a, a Jim Groovy that's, that's, that's done that and understands those kind of things along with, you know, I mean, having worked for a publicly traded company, I know that the reporting is, 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 is pretty strenuous and something you just have to be ready for. So um, I look at it as a, it's exciting, but at the same time, I look at my job as being, whether it's an IPO or whether there's, you know, an opportunity to keep growing and stay and stay, um, stay independent, who knows, you know, my job is to, to make sure that we're ready for, for any of those opportunities. Okay. Well, yeah, absolutely. On the reporting side, I can only imagine. I mean, there are stringent requirements for for VRMA for nonprofit trade associations. So I can't right. imagine. And, and, and you and I both know that they're there. They're there for a reason. I mean, yeah. I think that that we're all we all read the news. We all we all see what's going on. I think it's good that you have the you know that you have the the, the discipline in place and the structure in place if you are going to go that that direction. Yeah, absolutely. So just kind of at a high level, what's uh, what's the IPO going to mean for Vecasa and Vecasa's portfolio? I mean, I, I think, again, you know, we're put, put the IPO aside for just for a second. I mean, I think our our growth trajectory is the same, Mike. I really do. I mean, okay. we've been we've been growing at about you know, 60% a year. I, I think that that's going to continue. I mean, that's what our, what our strategy is. Um, so we're going to, you know, focus on those things that, that, that deliver that, those kind of, um, those kind of numbers. So whether it's, you know, I think this year with, with the wind and vacation rentals acquisition, that probably skews my comments about 70, 30, but at the same time, you know, I know that, you know, running the, running the, the, the business development team as well, I know that we've got a, you know, we've got a good plan and strategy for 2020 and how we're going to grow organically. And that's with or without any IPO. Got it. Okay. So I'm going to reposition how I'm mentally approaching this from the perspective of, well, you know, what's a potential as an option IPO going to mean for Vacasa moving forward. So that's great. Thank you for clarifying that for me. I was taking it from a the assumed side of it happening. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think one, one thing that, that, that in just being out and talking to people and being at, at international and, and, um, at the conference and even being on the board is that, yeah, I think because there's so much, um, in the news about companies going IPO and going public that, that it's just automatically assumed that that's what's going to happen. And certainly again, Eric's mentioned, I mean, it's, it's certainly a possible possibility and I, and I don't want to say it's not, but I think that one thing that, you know, all of us in the business stay focused on is if that happens, it happens and it's great. But I think that our board has us and Eric has us focused on, okay, we'll still keep doing the things that you have to do. And if the IPO happens, great. But it's not like I haven't, I haven't had Eric say, oh, change your plan because of this or, oh, go do this because we're going to be IPO. He's just said, hey, here's the, here's the goals and the foundation that I need you to build operationally. And that's what my expectation is so it's not to, to, for me to say that that won't happen but I just want to, to be clear that that hasn't been something where the board or Eric has come to me and said oh pivot because we're going to go IPO okay yeah that's great does that, that, uh, that makes sense I mean we, we, we've, oh, we've got totally. a good business model that we're proud of and that we're that we're doing and so and I I'm, I'll be honest I kind of like that because if, if it was all about going to an IPO, then you might make di different business strategies. And that's really not what we've done at all. 
Yeah, no, that adds a ton of clarity and it makes so much sense because you don't want to just put 18 months away on the calendar and, and put a put the timer on and be like, oh, we got to have everything up and running. I mean, how many years in a row have we been talking about this is the year Airbnb's IPO is coming, you know, you just, you, you can't approach it that way. So yeah. it makes a ton yeah. of sense. Yeah. Thank you for shedding light on that for me. Sure. And hopefully for our listeners as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I get asked the question all the time. Oh, good. Okay, good. So, man, you guys have so much going on. I mean, that's that's a lot right there. Is there uh, anything else new you're working on that you'd like to share with listeners? Um, I, I mean, I, I think the thing that that I, I would just share to everybody is that because the other question that I get asked all the time is, oh, you know, you're working for another big company. How's it dip so different from when you owned your business to um, to went to Wyndham Vacation Rentals and to now with Vacasa? And honestly, I mean, the thing that is so, um, it's, it's, it sounds like, uh, um, 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 kind of trivializing it a little bit, but the thing that is so consistent is that we're, we're, we're still a local company. It's still the, the same challenges and, um, successes that we have in the field with regards to taking care of our employees and our owners and our guests are the same as whether it's whether you've got 25,000 homes or whether you've got you know 50 homes so I mean that's one of the things that I think is you know um, just wanted to make sure that everyone understands I get that question a lot and and, and the fact that we're a, we're a larger company in terms of volume we're still you know boots on the ground is what makes us successful the same as any other company. So let's build on that a little bit. You talk about questions you receive and, and what you hear out there. I mean, you've heard it all when it comes to the industry in Vacasa. You've been on the outside looking in, and now in your role as COO, what are the the main misconceptions you hear when people talk about Vacasa? Um, I think one of the things that we touched on honestly is that people don't realize that that you know Eric started the business with with just one home and. Yeah. Um, and, and I think a lot of times, you know, because, you know, um, you know, Eric's busy traveling around, I'm busy traveling around. I think that sometimes people forget just how much he knows about this industry. I mean, he, he's been in the industry for, like I said, he started it 10 years ago, but I mean, the, the amount of, um, of knowledge and, and things that he's done for our industry and for Vacasa has been, is, is huge. So I think that's something that I think is a misperception, but I mean, Eric really does, he understands the business. He's, he's, he's in it every day. I mean, he talks to me every day about some operational issue or some recommendation or suggestion that, that we can do to do things better. So um, that, that's one thing. I mean, I think another um, misconception in, is that, you know, I mean, that, that there's, that, that because is this, this, this only company, but you think about, it, I mean, we're, we're still like less than 3% of the, of the total, you know, um, market in, in, in domestically here. So, I mean, it's still a fragmented industry. There's still a lot of opportunity. There's still plenty of room for small, medium-sized companies. I mean, it's not like there's this, um, you know, this, this, this um, one company that, that, that is dominating. I mean, I think everybody, there's room, like I say, when you think about it, 3% of the market share or less, and that, that's amazing. So those really are some conceptions that I hear. Um, I will say that I do hear a lot, a lot of positive things about Vacasa. I'm going to hear a lot of positive things, especially from the um, the uh, 
uh, owners that have sold their businesses to us. I mean, we get a lot of positive comments. A lot of them are still working for us. So that's that. I think again is a is a credit to 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 you know the philosophy that we have here. So. Okay. Yeah, that's um, man, less than three percent. So I mean, obviously, an industry that fragmented. You're, there's no opportunity for a monopoly <laughs> anytime in the near future. So yeah, no reason. And that's why, you know, I keep like, I still, as you know, I mean, I, I've been in the industry a long time. I still have a lot of friends that have smaller companies. And, you know, I always say to people, look, if, if, if there's an opportunity and you want to talk uh, about, about an acquisition or become part of a cost, of course I'm all ears. But at the same time, if you're happy running your business and you're doing a good job, of course, you know, entrepreneurial, you know, spirit is alive and well. So it just, it, it, it I, I don't. I don't think that it's fair. Whether it was Wyndham Vacation Rentals, whether it's Vacasa, whether it's you know Airbnb, whether whether it's um, Sykes Cottages, you you name the business. That it's fair to say that any big company is dominating. I mean, I think we all have a role in this space, and we're all doing it to the best of our ability. Well, and you just touched on it about the advantages of having um, larger companies and potential buyers in this space as well, right? It's not necessarily an overall negative for the No, I mean, look, I mean, you, you see, you know, um, with, with what happened with um, OIO buying at leisure, I mean, I think there's, there's, there's a lot of things that are going on in the space. And as long as everyone, you know, if you're a small company, if you know that there's something that you can have an exit strategy on, that you can aspire to be part of a bigger company, that's great. I think a lot of the things that, you know, when I, even with my business, okay, when I had my business and was, and was growing, one of the, the frustrations I had was that I couldn't provide the opportunity for a lot of my key execs because I, you know, until I got some additional capital, I wasn't going to grow any farther. So I think that's some of the things that we hear about. And so when you talk about some of the acquisitions that we've done and some of the businesses that we've bought, we've been able to provide opportunity for those um, sellers to become part of a CASA and, 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 you know, be contributors to our organization. And I think that's, you know, another side of things that people don't sometimes think about yeah no absolutely that's incredibly true and very interesting at the same time um so i i, I would love to stay at this high level and keep talking about funding and ipos and technology and acquisitions and all that good stuff but um i i want to bring it down a little bit to a little bit more of an operational level and this is just coming from a trade association that that has a publication um, you guys just launched a publication next that was put in the bags of all the attendees at our recent conference. Just kind of curious what the impetus was behind that and what your plans are for that magazine moving forward. Oh, Mike, you always love to ask the great questions. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that first of all, I, I, I really liked the publication, how it turned out. Um, and, I, and I think the name is really apropos. I mean, come on, next. It was all about you know, what happens with, as, as I am an entrepreneur in yep. what we've just been talking about. So you segued nicely into this, into this question. Um, I got a lot of compliments uh, about, you know, you, you know, when I was at the, at the last board meeting, I mean, I got a lot of compliments about the magazine, a lot of questions about, actually had a lot of the, um, of our, of our vendors ask if they could, um, if they could advertise in the next publication. So I think I asked you the same thing. <laughs> So, so, so I, 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 look, I think, I think it was, it was a good piece. 
I don't think that we have any plans to make that quarterly or anything like that. But we're, you know, we're looking at. I mean, certainly it, the the amount of um, of uh, interest that it perked was was pretty cool. I, you know, again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we do another edition. I just can't tell you when that's going to be, but I don't think we're going to be seeing that on a quarterly basis. As you know, we're in the vacation rental business and we're not in the publication business, but I, I think it really turned out well. And again, I, I'm open to the other side of the coin. I mean, I did hear a couple people, um, you know, uh, respond with, oh, gee, how come, how'd they decide who was in it? But, you know, that was just, you know. <laughs> You're never going to win that one. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. I mean, what, are you, what were your thoughts? What did, what did you, what did you hear? Uh, I heard similar things to what you heard. I, I mean, I did ask you about VRMA <laughs> trying to have a presence in there. I'm sure lots of people are like, Hey, can I be in there? So, you know, that makes a ton of sense. I, I'm curious and not, not for myself, but more so for the listeners, like talk a little bit about who the target audience is for that and the desired outcome of that publication. Cause you had some profiles on some property management companies you had acquired in there, but is there a, a homeowner? target audience as well? Not really on the homeowner side. Look, I think part of it was to just, again, try to answer some of the questions that, that, that we get. I mean, look, there's no, there's no secret that, like I say, when you do 52 uh, acquisitions last year, that, that, you know, it creates a buzz. People, people, and so then you get a lot of questions. So really this was trying to help people say, okay, if I am interested, what would be the next steps? And to provide some profile in a way that wasn't just a, a flyer or a, or a white paper, but try to make it a little more interesting and bring it right actually, you know, down to stories of people that were actually real life. And so I think that's really what the point of it was. And that's what, what we were trying to target is the person that was saying on the fence going, oh, I wonder what, how, how would I sell my business? Oh, what's it like after I do sell my business to, to a company like Vacasa? Then what? So that was really what, we were trying to accomplish with it. Well, I think you pulled it off. So congratulations on that. Um, and sticking with the theme of next 2020 is right around the corner. What are you Bob Milne looking forward to in 2020? Um, I think in 2020, really what I'm looking for, looking forward to with this, with this team is, you know, again, we talk about whether, because as a startup or, or not, but I, I really think that, you know, I, I'm very fortunate to have a really talented team around me and, and we're really on the cutting edge in terms of internally with some of the things and the operational processes that we have now in, in, able, in being able to deliver the services to our owners and guests a little more efficiently and provide some, you know, additional revenue opportunities for them. So I'm excited about, you know, where we're going to get to and some of the things that we've put in place here in 2019. I was just talking to my team today saying, you know what, we've got 30 more days roughly before we, uh, before we close out Q4, which is hard to believe. But the exciting thing is, is that we've got a, a good program of work for 2020. We're all excited about some of the, um, the opportunities in terms of our business development platform. We're also very excited about, you know, taking in, um, the wind of vacation rentals and getting that integrated here quickly in 2020 so we can kind of, you know, you know um, generate some of the uh, successes that we've had at with Picasa with, with, with wind of vacation rentals as well. Um, I'm excited about, you know, another, another year on the, um, another year on the VRMA board. I think that there you you know, go. We've got, we've got a lot of opportunity there. I think one of the things that we've talked about as a board is, you know, making sure that, that um, VRMA uh, continues to be the, the leader, the voice of the industry. You know, I've been a proponent of that on the board, that I really think that, 
VRMA is, is the voice of the organization, is the organization. Uh, I'm excited about, you know, the, the, the um, recent things that we've, that we've done on the board with um, VRHP. So there's, there's a lot of things to be excited about with our, with our industry. I mean, it feels, it feels like 2020 is positioned to be not just for Vacasa, but for the entire industry, a, another record year for us. And a lot of good things are happening. Again, without without um, without without sounding patronizing, I think that you know the the VRMA board and 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 VRMA as as a as a leadership team with you with your guidance and with Smith Buckland, I really am excited about what we're doing. I'm excited about the Lisbon um, the Lisbon conference. That's really cool. I mean, you know, the last international conference that we had or the one that we were we were in Prague. I mean, I think I told you I coordinated a, um, a two-day conference with my global team right right there in Prague. It was so good. We're doing it again in Lisbon. They're all excited about it. So there's a lot there's a lot of fun stuff happening and it's um it's still it's a great industry and one that I know you and I are both um, passionate about. Oh no question. I couldn't agree more with your sentiments there. So you know, speaking of Lisbon and Prague, in your role and in my role too, we get to travel to some pretty cool places. So looking forward to 2020 personally, do you ever extend any of these trips and enjoy some time for yourself? Are you looking forward to any travel in 2020 or is it all work? Um, no, it's, 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 it's a great question. And yeah, no, I, I, um, I think, you know, a lot of people know that in my point in my life in my career, I'm, able, I'm fortunate if I'm able to 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 to, to work um, as much as I want or when I want, and that's that's fun. And I, I, just so that you know, I'm a real person. I did I I actually when we were in Prague, I did get to see my son who's in London. So um, I did I did stay uh, and made sure that I had an opportunity to see my son. And yeah, I mean, I get to travel a lot. I do try to coordinate it around. I mean, we were in um, last year. We I I. Uh, coordinated a visit to the to the team um, in Italy so I could uh, bring the family over there so yeah we try to take advantage of or in the vacation rental industry and I try to I try to do that but under the radar Mike under the radar got it understood and that's what I've been working at this whole time was trying to figure out more about Bob the real person so I'm glad we got there <laughs> it took a little time. We, we had to talk about IPOs and tech and all that stuff, but we got there. So <laughs> yeah, we, we got there, and I think that again, a lot of the um, as as you think back on, on a lot of the um, the different um, uh, board members that have come and gone over the years, I think that that's one thing we all have some great stories. And as you know, there it's really a bunch of real people that are that are volunteering to serve on the VRMA board, and I've been um, I've been very fortunate to be a part of that. Well, we've been very fortunate to have you. It's been outstanding getting to know you. I think we met in person at a, in Paris, um, which is a great place to meet somebody. It's a nice yeah. thing to say. But yeah. um, it's, it's been great to get to know you over this time, and it's been outstanding to have you on the board. And thank you for doing this and for being so open about everything going on with Vacasa right now. You were an open book, and I, I really appreciate that. So you know, before we sign off here, I just want to see if you have any final parting words of wisdom for, for the listeners or, or myself as well, selfishly. No, um, no, I, I think the, 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 the parting thing is, is, and I'll say is that, you know, I just 
think that, you know, we've been lucky. We've, we've had, you know, um, great leadership at the VRMA board, you know, with, with, uh, with Jody and then, and then Jody handing off to Toby. It's been, it's been really good to see that happen. It's good for our industry. The thing that I really like about where we've come is that as, as we started out, and it's kind of good that we can kind of close on the same, same note that we started with. I mean, I look back at where the VRMA was and, and I was trying to be politically correct in the beginning of saying, you know, where we were as a, as a, as a board and as an industry. And, and we were really fragmented. We didn't, we didn't have, we had all the makings, but we didn't have our a real vision or strategy. We kind of were, were there and we were just getting there. And now to where we are now and the, the last, um, the last leadership that I've been a part of and, and been able to experience with Jody, with Toby, with you. I mean, it's really, it's really been, um, a, a fun time. So, I mean, I, I guess the parting words for, for me and for all of us in this industry is, look, we, we're, let, this isn't, we're lucky enough, this isn't life or death, this is um, vacations, and let's make sure that we're, we're taking uh, people's vacations seriously, because I look at it, we, someone told me that um, next year um, at Vacasa, we're going we're gonna to host as many vacations as the entire population of the state of Oregon, so um, it's a responsibility, but it's also kind of cool when you think about it, what yes. we do. And how we how we're able to make money and a living and in, in, in the in, in dealing with people's vacations. So I, I look at it as a as a responsibility, but also as a lot of fun. Absolutely, it is incredibly cool, and that is an outstanding note to end on. So, Bob Milne, thank you again so much for your time, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks, Mike. Enjoyed it. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Bob. Outstanding interview, as expected. I appreciate your time answering all the questions, being such an open book. That was a good time. Thank you for that. One quick note, since I am personally sensitive to organizational names and the pronunciation of those names, specifically as it relates to VRMA, which is oftentimes mispronounced as Verma, I mispronounced the name of Bob's company. In this podcast a few times, I said Vacasa. It's actually Vacasa. So I said it incorrectly. I just wanted to clarify because I know how that goes. So speaking of VRMA, thank you for listening to the VRMA Arrival podcast. Please subscribe. Please rate the podcast wherever you're listening and check back in a week or two for our next podcast, which is going to be focused on our North American vacation rental survey and the results of that. We're going to dive in deep with our good friends at Transparent. So look for that. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Take care. Track Hospitality Software is owned and operated by a 20-year industry-leading hospitality company, TravelNet Solutions. Track is a portfolio software designed specifically with your vacation rental management company in mind. From cloud contact center to vacation rental management software, including features such as trust accounting, maintenance, housekeeping, owner portal, guest portal, channel distribution, and more, all in one platform. Create seamless operations and increase revenue with Track. To learn more about Track Hospitality Software, visit trackhs.com.